Welcome to the podcast today. Today I'm speaking with Mark Peacock. Mark is the pricing coach and his role is out there. He's working with mid-market businesses, helping them to look at their pricing strategies. And pricing is often overlooked or it's left to the last minute. But from what I've learned in working with Mark and talking with Mark is that uh, price can have the biggest difference on your overall valuation and your bottom line. So Mark, why don't you tell us how the heck did you get into becoming the pricing coach? Yeah, thanks, Darren. Great to be here. So um, probably like many people, I've had a, a corporate career, 25 years working for large brands uh, in a variety of different roles, marketing, product management and running a business unit. Uh, and When I left three years ago uh, and was working out what I wanted to do, I realized that there was, there was nobody for the SME market who spoke specifically about pricing. Right? There's loads of marketing gurus and financial advisors and business coaches, but nobody, they might touch on price, but nobody really exclusively focusing on pricing. And I knew from my background that pricing is one of the most important levers that any business can pull uh, to help it grow and become more successful. So, so that's why I chose uh, this, this line of work, because, uh, and also I'm fascinated by it, I, I love it, and I think it's a really underused and um, but very powerful lever uh, that any business can can you know work on to improve their business yeah underused is, is right because i think you're the first pricing coach i've met mm-hmm. there's plenty of people out there helping people you know get their, their marketing and and fine-tune marketing and identify new marketing strategies there's lots of people out there improving sales um, and, and getting marketing and sales to play nicely together uh, so what we need to do is get those strategies right, build on those, and if you get those right, then we should be able to get our pricing right um, and, and make the most of all those good sales and, pri- and marketing strategies we've got in place. Absolutely. Um, but the issue is, I mean, it's all very well having a great sales team and a great marketing proposition, but if your prices aren't right, it's still all going to fall down at some point. Yeah. Uh, you can have you know great sales conversions and great marketing campaigns, but if you're selling products for the wrong price, your business is not going to be viable in the long term. So, so for me, that's why I'm so keen on it, because I think absolutely, if you don't get your pricing right in the long term, it, this is one of the reasons why people go out of business. You know, people often say the reasons people go out of business is they run out of cash. Yeah. Well, maybe they run out of cash because they haven't priced their products and services at the right level. So I, I think it's that critical. But as I said earlier, it's all too often underused and underlooked as a discipline. Um, what I try and share with people is that there are, there are lots of simple, easily accessible pricing strategies that most SME, small, medium-sized businesses can use to make a real difference. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm about. So why don't we try and get a bit practical around this and, and can you share a typical client scenario um, that you would go in and, and, and help them work on their pricing? Yeah, so there's a number of reasons, different reasons why people might come to me. So either um, they might say, well, Mark, our pricing is in a real mess. You know, we've got, you know, we've totally lost control. And this, this is typically the MD or maybe the, the commercial director or the sales director. And they've got a small sales team of people and they've, they're all running around quoting different prices. There's no central system. Uh, discounting is going on left, right and center. And the problem with all of that is margin is just being given away um, all over the place. So there's no control, no discipline. Uh, and often uh, we find these businesses don't have a really good handle on their, their unit costs, their break-even costs on their unit costs. So they're not even really sure 
what their margins are. So coming in and just taking a, a look at the business with a fresh pair of eyes. So I'm always looking at things from a strategic point of view. So where are you trying to get to? What are your revenue and profit targets for this year? What does that mean in terms of number of customers at what price? Uh, how are you selling what you do? Is it a, through a sales team? Is it through an online uh, website? Uh, is it through marketing? Help me understand your sales and marketing activities. Um, then what is your proposition? How does it compare to the market? How does it compare to your competitors? How is it good, better, or different? And then we can try and construct a pricing strategy based around how customers value what you do rather than your inputs, which generally are costs. Because most people think about pricing, whether it's for a product business or a service business, on a cost plus basis. Yeah. So what are my costs? Stick on a margin, calculate my price. And whether you have a widget or you're selling your time, it's basically the same approach. So we, it's what I call... Uh, inside out pricing so we start on the inside what are our um, inputs and then we create a price for the outside whereas what I'm suggesting is if you think outside in so what are my customers value um, how much are they willing to pay and how is my product in their eyes better or different to the competition and then we put a price on it from that perspective it's far more powerful because you already know then you set your prices at a level that people are willing to pay so doing it that way around actually makes your prices easier to sell and not harder. Um, so I think that that's probably a typical, you know, um, problem that somebody might come to me with. Yeah. So linking it to the value rather than what it costs them to, to produce. Exactly. Sounds exactly good. right. Okay. Yeah. So, so wild guess here, I'm assuming most of the time the, the recommendation is that the price goes up somewhat rather than down. Yeah. Um, so what are the biggest hurdles you've got to overcome when you know, you've done your research, you've, you've done your analysis of the business and you've figured out what sort of pricing structure or strategy you need to go with, you know, what, what framework, present it to the client and then they, what's their typical response and how do you handle that? Yeah, so I think many clients, if they, if they hear this, they might think, oh, yeah, I'm not sure my sales team would, would take that on board or me as the business owner, I, you know, I know my clients are price sensitive, right? And they're, they're, they're never going to stomach a price increase. I know that. I know my business. You can't tell me. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. So I, you know, I come in, I don't know anything about your business initially, but I do know about pricing. And what I also know is that if you take a structured approach um, and go through a process of reviewing your pricing systematically and do it, you know, with your customers in mind, um, and the second most important thing is if there is a sales team involved, you bring them through on that journey. So what I don't do is go and sit in a corner, come up with a load of charts and present it back to the client and say, there you go, off you go. You've got to take your sales teams through on that journey because they've got a lot of insight and understanding and they have, you have to educate them, show them the art of the possible so that they get over all of their objections. You know, we all talk about sales objections and price objections yeah. in sales training but they get over their own internal objections, you know, and I help them see a different way of either positioning the prices or communicating prices. So I think it's getting past that, that mental block that's, um, and that, you know, that internal, you know, culture that might exist or resistance on the customer won't like it. And yeah, you just got to work through it, I think. And, and if the, you know, the owner, the MD or whoever ultimately wants to achieve that end goal, then 
you need their support to help help you get through that process as well. And it's often fear, and isn't it? At the end of the day, it just boils down to fear and your your relationship. I think you we had a conversation once, and you were referring to the difference between um, you know selling hourly rate type stuff and selling project stuff. Remind me of that one. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest mistakes people make, particularly if they are selling time, selling their services, you know, on a time based basis. It's really important to understand that if you're if you're selling a service, and let's say you're going to quote a potential client ten days at five hundred pounds uh, to do a job, yeah. Um, if you go in and say, "Well, Mr. Client, um, it's, I think it's going to take me about ten days. My day rate is five hundred pounds." The client, in their mind, they they hear that as a cost, yep. right? They judge your value as a cost. It's just going to cost me. 500 pounds a day and that sounds quite a lot however if you just turn that around and say well look it's uh, here's here's the proposition it's going to achieve all of these outcomes for you and the fee is 5000 pounds they judge it as an investment right so they, they hear 5000 pounds well that's an investment so now i'm thinking what return am i hoping to get on this investment is it is it more leads is it more sales is it cost savings is it better systems what is it so it's a subtle but important difference. If you sell your time, it's fine, but always pitch your prices as a project fee, as an engagement fee, as an annual fee, rather than by the day or by the hour, because then your, your, uh, your potential client judges it as an investment and not cost, which is what they will do if you say, I'm 500 pound a day. Yeah. I can see or hear or yeah, imagine a number of uh, business owners hearing this now and are in professional services and they've been conditioned to charging by hourly rate or even minutes, some of them, and you know, saying that'll never happen for us. Do you, do you work much in professional services and, and get some pushback? I do, yeah. So I think, um, I think the hardest sector that, I, that I've found in this regard is, is lawyers and accountants because they have such uh, an embedded method of pricing, particularly in the legal industry. It's all based on seniority, and it's yeah. all based on your hourly rates. Um, accountants, similar to a degree. Um, I have more luck with um, professionals in like marketing services, so marketing agencies, because I don't know why, <laughs> maybe they're a bit more open-minded, but um, uh, I helped a marketing agency who, um, small agency in West London, two guys running it, one was the, uh, the, the uh, creative director and one was the technical director. But between the two of them, they, they fully admitted that they weren't that commercially savvy. Uh, so I looked at, we looked at their rates and I helped them increase their hourly rate by 25% because that we, I showed them that they were way underpriced compared to the, their market and their, their competitors. Uh, and I gave them the tools and the scripts that they needed to help uh, apply that that price increase and rather than a hundred clients paying uh, 50 pounds an hour or whatever it was they knew they might lose some but in the end they, they ended up only losing three clients and so they had 97 clients paying 25 percent more so the bottom line was they were far better off so it's that fear of losing customers i think and and people judging you but if you can move away from hourly rates to package prices uh, your rates are less comparable as well. Yeah. You know, um, rather than just com everybody comparing each other and saying, "Well, he's three hundred, he's two fifty, You know, pr 
pre present your prices in a packaged way, uh, it's e it's easier for the client to understand and it's easier for you to sell, but it's less comparable. Yeah, well, it's solution based, isn't it? You're telling them what it, what the what it's going to cost to to solve their problem, as a as opposed to you know, thinking of yourself as a commodity. And you know, if I'm you know five hundred an hour and they're you know six hundred an hour, all of a sudden it's you know, it's just it's it's assumed that an hour is an hour, mm. um, and therefore you know we're just commoditizing it. And you know, to me, that seems like a race to the bottom, yeah, and it doesn't add yeah. any value to the client. Exactly, race to the bottom. Exactly right. Yeah. They, they know what they're going to get. Okay. Yeah. So I think you've you've worked with with businesses and you've talked in the past about uh, pricing being the best multiple lever. Mm. Yeah. So what did you mean by that? Yeah. So if I give a, a simple made up example, so if you've got a, a business with ten million pounds of revenue mm -hmm. and say one million pounds of net profit. Um, so McKinsey famously talk about 1% on price, but it's 10% on your net profits. So just work that through. So 1% on 10 million pounds of revenue is an extra 100,000 pounds, right? Now, because that's price improvement, that all falls through to the bottom line. So now your net profit has gone up from 1 million to 1.5 million. So that's a, sorry, 1 million to 1.1 million. So that's a 10% increase in net profit. So 1% on price, that's a 10% increase on your bottom line. Furthermore, if you're looking to exit your business and you might attribute, uh, say, a multiple of five uh, on the value of your business, uh, you've, you've increased your business valuation from five million to five and a half million. So 1% increase in price, if you're looking to exit and think you can achieve a multiple of five, in that scenario, sticks another half a million pounds on your business valuation. So when you hear numbers like that, why, why on earth would you not want to look at price? Because it's a no-brainer, right? But people are scared to do it, and they, they lack the you know the, the, the tools and the, the awareness of how to do it. But but no. that's why I say it, it is the biggest profit multiplier because it is. What other thing can you do to to grow your profits in such a substantial way so easily? Yep. So yeah, like there, there's one thing is to get in and 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 chip away at the cost and, and tighten up your cost that's a one-off um, strategy and, and there's definitely some benefits to be made, but nowhere near as powerful as um, increasing your price. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in, when it comes to mergers and acquisitions, is that, you know, what do you recommend that business owners should be doing if they are looking to, to grow their business um, through, through M&A or, or even thinking about their own succession? Do you get involved there? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I helped a company that was looking, that created a new product. Um, but and they knew it was in, innovative, and they knew that they wanted to spin off that product into a separate division and ultimately sell it off. So they knew at the very outset that they wanted to exit in about five years. So the pricing strategy and the MD was very clear that price was critical to achieving that. So I worked with them to devise a pricing strategy that could help them grow substantially in terms of top line sales, but also demonstrate you know bottom line profit growth as well because any investor that's what they're going to want to see right they want to see a track record top line growth and a profitable business that's growing and the best way to do that is through your pricing strategy it's all very well having a great product a great website great sales team great business but the, the biggest you know single biggest thing you can do is to really make sure that your pricing is optimized for that so for any, any business that's looking, thinking about exit or succession, have a look at your pricing strategy, whether you're 
your time frame is one year, three years, whatever it is, the sooner you can start doing this, the better, because anybody then coming in, either as a management buyout team or as a you know, third party investor, they know that they, they're coming into a business that's got a really well thought through pricing strategy. And as you know, Daryl, all of the big private equity houses, they, they always look at pricing very early on for any early stages post-acquisition because they know it's one of the biggest levers that they can pull to generate a quick return. And they also know that most businesses are very bad and, and they underprice uh, their, their services. So, you know, profit is, price is the profit multiplier. There's a big impact you can make both on bottom line uh, impact, top line growth and business valuation, whether it's before uh, a transaction or immediately after. So at whatever stage you're at, is it pre or post acquisition, have a look at your pricing and, and see what you can do to make it uh, better because it will make a big difference. Yeah. And the more profit you can generate, you know, the, the more sustainable your business model and the better it is to run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Profitable but, businesses are far more fun to run yeah. than ones that are going backwards or really struggling. We've all been there, right? So, uh, yeah, it's, it can make a big difference. Okay. So have you got a case study that, that you can share? Obviously, we don't want you to give away any names, but, but something to bring it to life. Yeah. So I think I've got a, a client that I helped last year, and it's probably one I'm most proud of. So they're a, they're a membership services organization, and they worked with um, small businesses and very large uh, large. Um, brand names that you would have heard of um, but the, they were struggling because the demand for their services they were a, a call center based uh, operation the demand was going through the roof um, yet their pricing model and their revenue model didn't support that that operation so you know every week every month their, their call demand was going up and up but their revenue was flatlining because their pricing model was a was an annual subscription price so as a customer, you pay one fee once a year, different levels, but effectively you could use the service as much as you like. So revenue wasn't linked to the cost base. Um, so they would have, they would have imploded eventually uh, if they hadn't done something about this. So the MD recognized this problem uh, and he, he asked me to have a look. Um, and what we did was we, we looked at their key account pricing. So the pricing for this service, um, for some of the biggest customers and we realized that they were paying way under what they needed to pay so we went through a consultation exercise with the with the key accounts we talked about the situation we put forward a number of different proposals they helped shape the final proposition and that they understood where we were coming from and because it was a not-for-profit business they recognized that we weren't doing this just to make a buck you know this was about the stability of us a business that was providing a vital service to their industry um, so long story short, so we got to the other side where we significantly changed the key account pricing and effectively we put their prices up by, uh, well, it was a fourfold increase in price. Uh, and they, you know, I think 98% of them took it on board. Wow. So it's a big step up. But it made a massive difference to the organisation. Um, they, they were only generating several million pounds in revenue, but it put half a million pounds on their bottom line. And now they can use that extra cash to um, fund more resources in their call center, put new systems in place, uh, improve their marketing, you know, everything. So it fundamentally changed the, where they were, which is really struggling, to, to where they are now, which is they're in a much better place. So they've got a stable business. Uh, there was a step change up in terms of what their, their key accounts were willing to pay. 
and and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll they'll be in a good good place for for many years to come now. So that, that's one of my favourite examples because it wasn't just a, a small tweak on price; it made a fundamental difference to their to the business outlook of that that client. Yeah, it's so powerful too, and 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 you've made an impact on their ability to impact lives yep. and yeah, can continue to make a difference there. So Mark, thanks. You, you've mentioned that. That's a great, great case study, that story and, and the impact you've had there. So if businesses, you know, it's, we, we've recognised that it's a neglected area or, or not a, a highly understood area of pricing, what, what should a business owner do who's looking at this and going and, and is prompted to go, hey, I should look at my pricing? Obviously, we, we suggest they, they search the pricing coach, uh, but what else yeah. could they do? Yeah, so what I'd encourage is, is just try and read around about it. There's, there's a couple of good books out there on price, practical pricing for businesses. So there's one by Herman Simon called Confessions of a Pricing Man. Now, he is the chair and co-founder of the world's leading pricing consultancy, so he really knows his stuff. But it's, it's very readable. It's got lots of great examples that everybody can relate to and lots of, lots of really interesting pricing strategies. You know, he talks a lot about the psychology of pricing and how we can use that in both how we design and how we frame the prices that we present to our customers. And it's really interesting. It's fascinating stuff. Um, and there's, there's, there's plenty of similar books like that as well. I would avoid uh, dry textbooks on pricing and economics. Don't bother with those. They won't teach you anything uh, or help you in any way unless you're really interested in, in pricing theory. But I just I wouldn't bother with any of that. Um, but also just just go and Google stuff, you know, just put in pricing strategies into Google and you'll find plenty of articles, blogs, videos from people like me, as well as there's lots of other pricing experts out there who are more than willing to share uh, ideas and content because we all know that pricing is an under uh, underused uh, discipline. Uh, so it's part of my mission, obviously, to, to help educate and explain the business world about pricing. And, and likewise, I know a lot of my fellow compatriots in that discipline feel the same as well. So, so there is stuff out there, but look for the pragmatic stuff. Don't bother with the theories and the textbooks. You know, just go for simple, straightforward stuff because it, it won't be long after doing that before you realize, oh, yeah, there are some things that we can do that, that could make a difference, actually. Uh, and, and this is my whole thing, you know, pricing doesn't have to be difficult or scary. There are lots of simple things like price anchoring, tiered pricing, decoy pricing. These aren't difficult concepts to understand, but they can make a big difference if you apply them correctly in your business. So, yeah, there's lot, lots, to, lots to go at if you're interested. So what I'm hearing is, is you know, make pricing a forethought and, and it becomes an easy win. Uh, and that'll buy you some time to even bed down some of the other strategies in your business. Absolutely. And pri pricing uh, has the biggest impact in terms of profit, but also the quickest. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to grow your business and say, well, we need a new website, that might take you three to six months to implement, right? Or you've got to put, put in place a marketing campaign and you get 10 leads a month, whatever it is, or you recruit some more salespeople. I mean, these are all good things to do, right? But they take time to generate a return. Whereas if you change your pricing, and if, as long as you do it correctly, you can change all your prices tomorrow, and the benefit falls straight to the bottom line from tomorrow. So it's the biggest and the quickest lever you can pull to grow the bottom line of your business in a sustainable way. So, you know, lots of good reasons to be thinking about price, I think, Carol. There's some good stuff there. So, Mark, um, 
thanks for your time today. You've you shared a lot of wonderful insights, and uh, you know, as always, I've learned something in in, in talking with you. But um, just to leave our, our listeners with something, have you got a key message? What's the key theme you'd, you'd love them to walk away from this podcast remembering? Yeah. So my key message is don't be afraid to put your prices up, but don't think about it in the way that you're thinking about it. Try and approach the problem from a different angle, looking at different strategies, because there are plenty out there and they're not difficult. You know, there's lots of ways to help you reposition, repackage, represent your pricing whether it's at a product level or an individual client proposal level, that will make a difference. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to put your prices up. That's my message. Brilliant. That's a good good place to leave it, I think. Hey, uh, thanks for your time today. Appreciate your, your time and effort and sharing your ideas around pricing uh, in that um, mid-market sector. Cheers, mate. Yeah, you're welcome, Daryl. It's a pleasure talking to you.